This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hey girl, how you doing in this global pandemic? Oh my god, um, surviving, I won't say thriving. Yeah. <laughs> At all. Um, just, you know, day to day, hour to hour sometimes. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. It is wild. It is crazy. Um, yeah, but I got a new job. Congrats. Very exciting for you. Thank you so you. much. And um, I think we're going we're gonna to try and keep this episode short yes. because... It sucks. It sucks. It's not a great episode. And Caitlin and I are actually taping this in the middle of the day on our lunch breaks at work <laughs> just to get it just to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, because you've had you've had a tough week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear about the loss. Yeah, we lost our beloved pup Moo last week. Moo. Very suddenly, very unexpected. Yeah. Um, very devastating. We we're so heartbroken. He was the best pup not a typical chihuahua nope and i i'm not someone who ever even liked chihuahuas like i always wonder I'm like why did i even get a chihuahua i don't yeah. know how i got there i think it was probably legally blonde best. and bruiser like loving bruiser yeah, yeah. just loving yeah. l woods loving bruiser but not i don't know but then uh i found that pup and he was he was mine <sighs> he's really he's chris chris loved him the most or he loved chris the most yeah so. well that's like liz and and clem for sure didn't they always pick one. He did not like Max at all in the beginning, and then won him over. That's so sweet. Yeah. Well, I know you're doing the the celebration of life tomorrow. Yeah, we're gonna so go pick him up. I love it. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> we're gonna eat the, um, the best steak money can buy. Actually, just oh, the best good. steak we have in our freezer because we're not making extra trips out to the butcher. Smart, <laughs> smart. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really glad that you. Um, were able to join us for the live stream the day after, which I did not expect. But I'm so glad that you that you did, and I hope that that was a fun, yeah, little distraction. It was a fun distraction for sure. Sucked. <laughs> I know, I know, and it. I mean, it's just gonna suck, you know. Yeah. But we played Himium Charades. Yes, we did. It was very fun. Thanks to everybody who tuned in. It's hard to act things out sometimes. I know, but we got great suggestions from everybody in the comments. So we'll definitely be playing that or Pictionary or something else again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so we'll have a, a note. Our next live stream will be sometime this month in April. Kate and I will figure out a date that works best for us. Although we're home a lot now so. yeah so who knows who can say? and also it was nice because we did this one at a different time so mm-hmm. we got to see um some of our more international friends yeah people across we don't usually the pond. get to connect with yeah so that was really great mm-hmm. yeah and so we have our yellow umbrella giveaway winners congrats to tish erica and abigail thank you very yeah. much for participating it was awesome your videos were adorable and we will definitely do another giveaway in the near future. Yeah. As we are all pent up. <laughs> Nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. So just watch our watch our socials for that. Mm-hmm. How are you staying sane, Kate? <sighs> Two words. 
Animal Crossing. So I don't even know what that is. Dude, dude, I I resisted it. I I have a Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switches are sold out because everyone got one to play Animal well, Crossing. That's how you play it? Yeah, it's on Nintendo Switch. There might be another platform. I'm not a huge gamer, okay? I only play like the Mario games, like Mario Kart, right? Animal Crossing, it's like, it's like Farmville, but with more like adventure to it. Is how I would put it for like someone who knows nothing about it. Like there is an element of growing things and arranging your property, but then there's also like tasks you do along the way to build up your island. Like you pick a deserted island to live on and then build it up. Um, But it is very capitalist. I will say that. It's a lot of uh, fishing for money to get where you need to go, but you can have friends visit your island and you visit theirs. Mm. So like last night, my best friend, Zach, um, and I were visiting each other's islands and just being fucking idiots. That's who that was. I said like, pick your grave. (laughs) Yeah. I like dug a bunch of holes and then like made him stand there so I could take pictures. So it's, it's a good time. Um, how about you? How are you staying sane? I'm not losing it. Yeah. Good. I'm not, I mean, other, like how are you, how are you staying busy? How are you coping? How are you? I'm still working. Yeah. Um, that is stressful in that my job, so as a speech pathologist, you can do teletherapy, but I'm not set up mm. or equipped for teletherapy. Neither are my students. Teletherapy right. typically happens in school where there are adults there to supervise and assist, and we don't have that. So that's that's the right. only thing that's stressful. I love to be home. I love yeah. being home. So yeah, same. We don't, I don't know. We. Yeah, I just love it. I love being home with Chris. He, this morning he was like, can you just work from home all the time? Oh, that's nice. Um, the only thing that Liz sucks, is ready to go back to yeah. the office. Yeah, she's over it. I miss going to work out in hmm. in the in the studio. Like, I don't like working out at home. But otherwise, fine. I get freaked out anytime I have to go grocery shopping or any of that. Same. That I don't like. Yeah. But otherwise, living my best introvert life. Baking, it is nice. Cooking. Oh, our I house is so clean. much. Um, yeah. I don't feel the stress and panic of like my normal work day. I'm sleeping Same. better. Um, Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I know this feels like a, a hard reset to some degree, but mm-hmm. we also know that there are so many people out there who are, are not on the, on the front lines, grocery stores, healthcare workers, post office. Uh, I know our buddy Tanya down in South Africa is a pharmacist. And so thank you to her and to everybody mm-hmm. else who's out there crushing it for us. Your sister. And we will, my sister. Yep. We will continue to stay home. Yeah. That's like, To try shit. and help you guys. People are fucking dying alone in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alone. Mm-hmm. That like, I had it's a so panic sad. attack on Sunday. I know, dude. Um, Stay the fuck home. Just stay home. It's not even now about you getting sick. It's about lowering the speed at which people are going to the hospital so people are not overwhelmed like just just stay home i went to um we were chris and i were cooking in the in the kitchen we were cooking dinner last night and i went to grab something from the oven and i was gonna like oh i was making like sweet potato chips i was gonna flip them and i always use my hands and chris gets mad just use he's like use a spatula use a spatula he goes dude we can't afford for anyone to get hurt stupidly at home and have to go to the hospital to Dude, get help. Dude, I I've been, I, went, I think about <gasps> that every time I every time I slice an onion, yes. I'm like fucking focus. Right? 
Because it's, yeah, it's not just you. I mean, anything could happen to you. So just stay extra safe. But social distancing does work. It really does. San Francisco is seeing a really big decline Mm -hmm. right now. So, I mean, they're obviously a lot stricter than some other places, but everyone can do their part. So we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. And Himyam will help. For sure. What a nice escape. Speaking of being home and Himyam helping us, we are going to do a live watch of our next episode. Woo! And that's the name of the episode. And and how excited we are. Um, So we're going to do that via cast, K-A-S-T. I'm just looking into that now. So look for the link on our social, Twitter and Instagram. As we get closer, it's going to be Saturday, April 11th. Live watch of Woo with us. Check our socials for the time and the link to that. Should be a good time. So, yeah, so usually, guys, we watch the episode at least twice. And so you will get to sit in on our first watch and we'll all do it together. Yeah. So come watch Woo with us on Saturday, April 11th. Time to be confirmed on social media. So make sure you're following us at Hey Beautiful Pod. Stay tuned at the end of the episode for legendary moments from listeners like you. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Zed. Thanks to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Don't forget, our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks we offer, including monthly private live streams and Himyum themed recipes. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Now, this is episode seven from season four, Not a Father's Day. It was first aired on November 10th, 2008, and our writer is a lady writer. <gasps> lady writer! Lady writer! <laughs> Woo! Sorry, I had like a little pause just because like this episode's sort of disappointing. I know, I know. But it was written by, I want to say, Rabia? Robia? Rabia, Robia, Rashid. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is credited as the creator for Atypical, which is a show oh. on currently about an 18 year old boy who is on the autism spectrum and wants to get a girlfriend. Um, cool. Other than that, she's written a few shows, like one episode for things like The Goldbergs, Bill and Grace, then Friend Me, The Loop, Aliens in America, things I'm not as familiar with. Yeah, I haven't heard of those. Those are older ones. Um, but yeah, so. Our director, as always, our girl, Pam Fryman. Yay. Yeah. So we open up this episode with a disgusted Barney McLaren, who is very disappointed in the, quote, talent. I'm doing air quotes here. Mm. Ted points out a table of girls, and everyone agrees that they're hot. Um, You know, Lily points out that she hated them when she walked in, which is, you know, usually a catty girl way of saying that they're someone else is attractive I, if you hate mm-hmm. someone immediately it's because you feel threatened because they're hot and we find out so sweet lily hated robin a lot when they first met and they're like oh. i think that this is an instance of bisexual wow we got a couple i think a we have another one too coming up <gasps> another bisexual lily in or the another same scene <gasps> really all right let's hear it okay so um, yeah, so Barney points out that that table full of girls, those hot women, they're only hot because of something called the cheerleader effect. And mm. if you look at them all individually, what are they, Kate? 
sled, sled dogs. dogs. <laughs> I love that. It's horrible, but it's fucking, it's a great word choice. So good. He has a cr- Almost as good as slam pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then the camera pans. We look at each woman individually and we see <laughs> these women who are living their best life and they are not here to attack the male attract the male gaze they are just here living their best life with their girls That's but maybe right. are not as you know traditionally attractive but there's this one girl at the end who marshall <gasps> thinks is kind of cute and lily <laughs> agrees so that could kind of be bisexual lily but it's true but it's also because it looks like marshall it's jason siegel in a wig <laughs> it's so good i went back and i watched that like three or four times the way he like catches lady marshall catches marshall's eye and like Ooh. and I like know. the <laughs> i know he's so cute he is just the cutest just the just 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 the cutest. she really is oh really yeah so they make their way over to the booth finally sit down and barney gets a phone call and um, I love the way he says his name when he answers the phone. I made Chris listen to it. He sounds like uh, Hannibal Lecter. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Well, I, I say that meaning really it's the voice my friend Carly and I do when we try to do a Hannibal Lecter impression. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Got it. So got nobody it. will get that Twice reference. removed, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway so he gets his phone call very business like he's like great we'll be in touch hangs up and it goes huh i'm gonna be a dad and cue the credits just like that what what a cold <laughs> open huh um <gasps> i gotta say i'm i'm very proud of how i met your mother and this lady writer for not just leaving the cold open joke as like a barney sled dogs joke mm. do you know what i mean like yeah because I think it could have just been the joke about the cheerleader effect. But no, it comes back to bite him in the ass later. It really does. And it's great. It really <laughs> does. It really does. He's like shook. Yeah, shooketh. Shooketh. Uh, yeah, so turns out that some chick Barney hooked up with thinks she might be pregnant. And she's going to go to the doctor in the morning to find out for sure. But wanted to give Barney the heads up as a mature adult would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's absolutely a nightmare for Barney because he does not want kids. And who in their right mind would ever even want kids? Right? And he just like runs out of the bar. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we have future Ted narrating to us telling, you know, telling the kids that when you turn 30 and you're in a couple, you start to see kids everywhere. And we see Marshall and Lily sitting on a stoop, not the old apartment stoop and there's all these little things throughout. I'm like, Oh, they don't live there anymore. They're not. Yeah. That's their new stoop. Right. I didn't even put that together that that's where they were sitting. Yeah. They were just on some random fucking stoop. Well, I did in the beginning and then it clicked for me when I realized that Ted and Robin took a cab to get to McLaren's. I'm like, what the fuck are they like, where are they Mm, going in the cab? And they ended up at McLaren's and I went, holy shit. They were at Lily and Marshall's. Yeah. Yeah. And so then watching it again, I was like, oh my God, that has to be their new stoop. So anyway, so yeah, so Marshall and Lily start seeing babies everywhere. In just this like 30 seconds, they see someone walk by with a one baby, then twins, then triplets, then a woman with a baby uh, carrier and a dog and fucking puppies <laughs> marsh's like oh come on and so all the signs are there yeah all the signs are there so it's true marshall and lily are coming down with baby fever and mm-hmm. we see marshall on the couch with baby jeremy who is their neighbor's kid 
And he's like, picks up this little sock. He's like, oh, did you lose a sock there, little dude? <laughs> so cute. Chris calls our nephew little dude. Little dude. Yeah. That uh, sock will get everybody. Everybody. <laughs> little fishies on it. Little fishies on it. <laughs> oh, my I God. That's the cutest voice. I love it. That's how she says it. I love it so much. Anyway, continue. Anyway. Um, so Marshall and Lily then sit down to have a very practical adult conversation about having a baby. And Lily mm-hmm. starts off with, you know, do you think you could work fewer hours? Because Marshall is an attorney and he is just starting off a new job and he is always there. Right. But you know what? It doesn't matter because he'll be so cute. Marshall's going to eat him up the first day. <laughs> but then Lily brings about brings up their debt. They are still in a lot of debt. Like, can they afford a baby? Because babies are right. expensive. Right. And you know what? They can count all their overdue, overdue bills on the baby's tiny fingers and toes. So come on, let's have a baby right now. And this is classic hymnium that we are missing a piece mm-hmm. of the scene, right? We're missing a piece of the information that is making Lily this concerned. Because, right, we see them first. They seem to both be thinking the same thing. So maybe they'll be on that same sort of rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. page. And then when sh- you see Lily talking to the mom... She's like... She's got a look, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I just... Oh, God, I love when they do this Me so too. much. Me too. Masterful. Indeed. So Marshall and Lily start to kiss. Things are starting to get hot and heavy, but there is just one little problem. And we see Robin walk in with a beer and a gallon of ice ice cream, (laughs) telling them to scooch over because she TiVo'd the view. (laughs) She TiVo'd the view. Like, if that just shows you where she's at. But, and also, like, the year it is (laughs) that this was made. The view then was, like, still kind of new. Who was on The View then? It's really hard to say. Was like Star Jones still on it? I don't. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I just know Tracy Jordan's Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. So fucking good. Uh, um, let's see. The only other thing I wanted to say is um, I totally get the U turn in your 30s and you start thinking about babies a lot. Liz and I have been having the conversation forever. Gotta say, we're pretty grateful that we didn't start sooner and that we can't get accidentally knocked up right now because I don't want to be anywhere near a hospital. My cousin just had a baby on Wednesday Mm. and luckily her husband was able to go in with her, but Oh good. Moving forward. That's like, yeah. Shout out to all the parents right now. Cause I know that it's gotta be rough. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be tough. I mean, I think Kids are going to benefit from all this time with their parents, right? Like I'm seeing all these cool things that people, kids are getting to do with their their parents, but it's still, for the parents, it's exhausting. I love Marshall's line at the very end of this scene where he's just like, enjoy her, Ted. She's in a real good place. Oh, that's, (laughs) yep. Yep. Same. Good fucking luck, Ted. So we cut to Barney at church. Shocking scene, right? Surprising that he made it th- past the threshold. And he's praying to not be a dad. And in classic sitcom fashion, he gets halfway through that promise that he's never going to, who knows what. Ever, 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 something when the phone rings. And then we get a great Neil Patrick Harris scene of him just vamping down the street. <laughs> 
slapping fives, like, scatting when he walks in the office. Non-consensual high fives. But this lady just like has <laughs> stuff in her hand and he just fucking slaps. <laughs> so fucking good. Um, and he, you know, jives all the way into Marshall's office at G&B. And he's just feeling so inspired. Yeah. And he never thought he could love not having a baby this much. And so it's like when he was with James and the whole monogamy thing, like turning it on its head, saying stuff that people say Mm -hmm. about having children. He's feeling about not having children. And that will that'll be an extended metaphor of sorts (laughs) throughout the episode. Um. So he's so inspired that he wants to start a holiday. This day, the day that he did not become a father, will Morgan. henceforth be known as not a father's day. And, uh, yep, it's as pathetic as it sounds. Mm-hmm. But before they can get too far into it, a very familiar looking man walks in. Dan Loria, the dad of all dads. The dad of all dads. The dad from... The Wonder Years. When he was, so I forgot he was our, in it. This is our second Wonder Years actor. <gasps> Whoa. Trudy. That's right. And guess what? My mom knows Dan Loria. What? They went to college together. Really? He went to Southern. <laughs> My alma mater. mater? Oh, yes, n- dude. N- 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 I mean, I don't know how well they knew each other, but they definitely like interacted. He was a football player and actor. He is just like... Oh, my mom loves him. How could you not? Right? He walked in and she was like, oh, swooned. I know. I love him. And I love Dad. when Barney's like, we say, hey, no, and how are the kids? <laughs> or like whatever. <laughs> yeah, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great episode for the childless. <laughs> the child free is the, is the term, right? Mm. Um, so it turns out Dan Loria is not here with good news. He is here to tell Marshall his evening plans to bang Lily are ruined. The big merger. Because it's breakfast time in China. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So he calls Lily to tell her and they have a great, you know, telepathic moment of, are you shaking your head? No, I thought so. (laughs) So sweet. I know. Um, so Lily's like really upset because, you know, now her plans are ruined. She was looking forward to probably like a sexy night with Marshall and mm. or maybe not. And now she's just stuck with her thoughts, right? It was Yeah. Everything was moving so fast and now that it's slowed down, it's like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, now I have a minute to think about yep. this yep. by herself. So mm-hmm. Lily, um next we see Lily opening the door for Chad and Robin. And Lily's a bit shaken up. And so she starts to tell Ted and Robin that her and Marshall made this big decision and they thought they were ready and they were going to have this big dinner and then Marshall canceled dinner and now she's freaking out. Is it too early to have dinner? And Ted doesn't (laughs) understand what she's saying. And so Lily says, dinner is a baby. And Robin (laughs) goes, Lily, that's horrible. (laughs) I love it so much. That line still makes me laugh. And Robin's fucking reaction. Robin has some Oh, she God. is a gem. S- season four Robin is aces. I Fucking agree. Aces. I agree. Oh. Lily, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't feel like I appreciated her as much. The fr- oh, I always shit. liked her, but. Oh, God. The next. <laughs> the 
The next bit here is my favorite, I think. Oh, yeah. So um, Marshall is very excited to have a baby, Lily tells him, but he only sees the cute things, which is very common, I think, when most people decide to have a baby, that's what they see. So, you know, just like you pointed out earlier, classic him, we get the other side of the story. So Mm -hmm. when Marshall's playing with baby Jeremy, Jeremy's mom is fucking unloading on Lily because she hasn't had another conversation with adult in weeks other than with her husband, but your turn to change him. And can you get him to shut up? Don't count as conversation. And Lily's like taken back. And then she says, sorry, I haven't gotten laid in seven months. And then Lily is like, that one's big for a, that is big for Lil, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Huh, I'm always crying, and I don't mean to became, I don't mean to complain. I feel bad." And then she turns like, "Oh, baby Jeremy." So it's like she just has this verbal diarrhea, yeah, and yeah. unloads on Lily, and Lily's just standing there, right? Like, what the fuck? So now she's worried that she is going to be more strung out than her neighbor because Marshall's always working and everything's going to fall on her, and that's yeah. why she invited. Ted and Robin over because Ted is pro babies and Robin is against and she wants to hear both sides of that argument. Yeah, I said they're the they're the human yellow the legal pad. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Oh, I love that. And um you skipped over my favorite parts. Which one? Which is all of the jokes about Marshall's giant head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's you almost, you do that one. You know what's huge? <laughs> Marshall's head. That thing's the size of a late August watermelon. <laughs> then, what's Marshall thinking? Probably a lot in that 1950s <laughs> space helmet of a head he's I mean, walking the space around with. One. These are close to my heart because I was my say, family. Did you feel attacked or? My family has historically gigantic heads. Like my dad and his friends used to measure their heads to see whose <laughs> was bigger. My brother and sister and I have since done it. Whose is bigger? M- Mike? Mine, but I think it might have been because of my hair you to some hair. degree. Yeah. But it was very close. We are a family of just gigantic. See, I thought it would have been Mike. I I mean the just chin. if I had a shaved head, maybe. Yeah. But he has a very like he's been told that he has a big face. Yeah. Like on his head, his face goes like <laughs> past where it should. Like something. someone took his face and stretched it and yeah, then put yeah, it back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like expanded it like in like, like I'm, I'm pinching on your screen yeah exactly yeah enhance enhance <laughs> so yeah there's that oh whew. um so ted makes the stupidest stupidest opening statement of no one's ever really ready but parenting will come naturally fuck you ted yeah fuck you but i mean i think that is what dum-dums say oh for sure and it's also what people say when they try to get you into having babies. Yeah. And also, as Robin points out, of course it would come naturally to him and he would think that because he's already a dad. Yeah. So, duh, of course Ted's going to think it's easy because he is already a dad. He loves dad jokes. He does the I'm not mad, just I'm disappointed talk. And then he gives the waitress a hard time with bad jokes and just cringe. Yep. Yep. Cringe, cringe, cringe. Woof. Mm-hmm. And we just watched Lily get looser and looser. Oh, yeah. She's just drinking the wine, drinking the wine. So back at G&B, it's really late. <laughs> but Marshall's still there and they're about to go for the call. Somehow Barney already has merch same day <laughs> I for not a Father's Day. As people who have put to, as you, someone who has put together merch, does it happen that quickly? 
the only the only reason I can imagine or the only argument I can think of is that he has a merch guy. Yeah, he has he has a guy you know, for everything. He has a guy for everything. So this guy must work in the city. Those mugs must be piping hot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he's already got two <laughs> two incels along for the ride. <laughs> 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 well who wouldn't who Ooh. wouldn't be an incel um yeah and i <laughs> anyway <laughs> so there's also there's also a website notafathersday.com so this is one of the websites that our buddy i'm sure alec lev helped set up because he did all of the the joke websites that mm-hmm. i think this one's still up and running it is it is because i was on it Oh, I just yeah, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. Um, and then there's you know a shitty joke about Asian hookers. Yeah, I'd left that out. We're just gonna acknowledge that it was stupid and it was a fart, and we're gonna move on. Yes. Um. So Ted says Ted's argument about Robin not having a leg to stand on in this arg- in this debate mm-hmm. is that she's scared of babies, so she can't be impartial. And so we get. <laughs> We get this flashback of Robin's uh, very limited interactions with babies. And this is this is a, a thread that carries through. Yeah. The sniffing is the fucking best. Her I don't want to get bitten. Yeah. She jumps when it moves. <laughs> so fucking good. Great, great Robin stuff here. Oh, she's so good. Um, and I also love Lily's line when Ted's like, this wouldn't happen to you. Like, you love kids. I'm lovable, pretty and wise. But is that enough? I ask myself that all the time. Love that you know line. I mean? Love that line. It's a sweet little line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this was interesting, and something I don't think I've ever picked up on is these these dreams that Lily uh, has apparently about her own career, grad school, mm. teaching art at the college level. Like I've never, I've never heard her talk about this before. Yeah. Like in these four seasons so far, I've never heard her talk about. That's a really good point. About teaching art or getting a, a graduate degree. I always thought it was more about her wanting to paint. Paint. You know what I mean? But I didn't know. I mean, I guess if you're an artist, this is like a potential lucrative career track while you're painting. It's like worth writing. But right. just inter- I was like, oh, I hadn't really picked up on that. Robin makes the case that babies aside, this should be Project Lily time. This should be time for you to do what you want before you get sucked into having babies which i think is true but then i mean like with you you're almost done Mm -hmm. and so you'll have lots of time after jack's out of the house to do whatever you want so i think it evens out right you either do it before or you do it after no 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 i am lucky that i'm going to be able to do things Mm. after okay so i had jack when i was 19 Mm -hmm. and i um was part of a group of pregnancy pact yeah. Uh, no, but there's a couple of girls who had babies young, either seniors in high school, right out of co- or right out of high school or in high school. Yeah. And we would go back to the high school and talk to the child development class about it was it was basically <gasps> like scared straight. Did I know this? I don't think I don't know. That's interesting. One of the women who does it, sh- um, our boys are the same age. They're both freshmen and she still does it every year. I am one of the few women who have gone on to higher education. Mm. who is in a 
um, healthy and successful relationship for a long term. I am, I think the only one of those, those girls who never had another baby did not have a baby right away. Didn't just keep doing the family. Like they had babies like a couple years after or had a string of bad relationships. So I'm lucky and that my dad told me I had no marketable skills and I had to go back to school and that he would help mm. me. And so my parents helped me so I could yeah. go to college and they helped me watch Jack. And then I found Chris and we have a really good, healthy and strong relationship. And Jack's a great kid. And so I am yeah. able then to do things yeah, later in life. But I think yeah. for most people in my situation, that is not. That's not the case. Yeah. You start down the path and then there is no Project U. It's very challenging to get Mm. back to Project U because I think, like I think about that woman I told you about, where she is in her life, her kids are like 15 and I think like 10. Yeah. I don't know. Like she, she struggles. Yeah. I don't. Well, and and that's, that's another piece of it, right? There's the, there's the. The class piece of it. There's the money. There's there's the family unit piece. Like you had so much support. Thank God. Yeah. Like my family is not wealthy at all. My my parents worked multiple jobs growing up. Um, And like had me believe that we had more money than we did. Like we did not. My parents are in a lot of debt because of my childhood, I think. Mm. Not not so much My parents were like, we're fucking poor. (laughs) I I don't. Because my parents grew up poor and they wanted Mm. to have like. Mm. The nicer things, yeah. so they worked very, very hard, so my sister and I could have nice things. But um, I had the support of my family, and that like my, you know, my parents. I have a million dollars in student loan debt and things like that. But my parents, I lived with them for free. My mom exactly. watched like my they kid. Did, they did what they huge, what they could. To what they support. could do. Huge. It wasn't financial, but it was time. It was, you know, just like physical support, like yeah. just being there. And that's that is something that's different for a lot of a lot of young parents. You're yeah. right. You're right. So, I mean, not to say that it that's always the case. I think that I would say it's probably like very small numbers, maybe like three of 10 are able to kind of, I don't know. I'm yeah, sure there's like a better right. statistic about it, but. I'm sure. Yeah. I, none of the right. other girls think, have gone to grad school. Right. Or, or right. have thought about like, oh, I have a career and I'm thinking about a second career. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you. Got lucky with how you were born, right? That's what it is. All it is, yeah. It's how and where you were born. and I have no control over those things, and I'm very lucky, very grateful every day that I am where I am. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, Project Lily. She's saying this should be Project Lily time, right? And it's, it's, she's almost making headway, it seems Mm -hmm. like, because this makes a lot of sense. Like, you're only 30, you can... Yeah, you can and she wait says, a little bit. Um, she's this part. She goes, "It's not fair to you or the baby." And that, like, I so Jack was six months. I went to school with Jack while I was pregnant. Took six months off. Went back mm-hmm. to school. And as Jack got older, he didn't understand. Like, well, I'm home, but I can't do anything with him. He and he was right. like, "Who do you love more, Mama? Me or your books?" No. Yeah. What a dramatic little guy. Like, Who do you love me? Me? Who do you love more, Mama? Me or your books? Tell me true. And then he oh, would say, "I'm f- never going to college because college means you don't see your family." Whoa. Right. That kid was born with Catholic guilt, like just coursing through his veins. Holy shit! Born out of wedlock. What do you? Me or your books? And you know how. 
So, like, oh, he was so ugly, dramatic. Ugly, ugly. You know how he was so I dramatic. I love it so, so much. He's so not that way. It's so wild to see. I'm like miss my little wild baby. Oh my god! But yeah, I so you say no, Jack. When you grow up and you go to college, you're not going to have a baby first. So you're going to go out and you're going to have fun, and you're not going to see your <laughs> right. family in that. You're not going to see your mom and dad, but you'll see your children because you'll be out of school when you have them. Now yeah, he's right. like, if I ever have kids, he doesn't. Right, yeah. He doesn't want any, which is fine. Mm. We're supportive of that. Robin's starting to make progress with Lily and sort of getting her to to take it seriously, but then sock sock. <laughs> Jeremy has left his little his little fishy sock behind Aww. and we get one of my one of my favorite Lily lines, I think, of the whole show is the way she says, well, little fish is out it. So fucking cute. And Robin's like, no, like, how is this possible? All because you saw one stupid little sock. But it's already over. But yep. what's and what's happened in this scene is it's so much more happening than just Robin and Ted trying to convince Lily of one way or the other. They are fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. They're fucking fighting. And then as soon as Lily is removed, it's it amps up, which is about to happen because Lily has disappeared. <laughs> Completely. Oh, yeah. They realize that the, along with Lily, the whole bottle of wine is also <laughs> gone. Um, and so we cut to Marshall at work, who's getting ready for the big meeting with Mr. Lee, who haunts Nolan's nightmares. <laughs> Mr. Arnold is scared of him. Oh, so encouraging. So Marshall opens the door to his office and we find Lily dressed all sexy, laying on his desk saying, put a baby in me, Marshall. I'm ready. And she grabs another bottle of wine and kicks over his monitor. <laughs> Oh, and she tells him, tonight's the night. Put your melon-headed spawn in my belly. <laughs> Excellent fathead jokes. Yes. I wonder if there was a writer who had a big head. Maybe. Let's call me like, a pumpkin head sometimes. <laughs> I always like that. I like that one, too. Your big pumpkin head. I like that one. I love her Instagram stories with Karen. With Karen the dog? <laughs> I can't. Classic I can't. Karen. She's so cute. I just love Liz. Oh, God. Um... Anyway, so now we cut back and forth between Robin and Ted in the cab and Marshall and Lily at the office. And Robin is narrating why babies are the worst as we see Marshall experiencing all these things with Lily, who's Mm. drunk. So Mm -hmm. you can't leave him alone for a minute. And we see Lily on the floor and she's got Marshall's files A through G pulled out. Egg. Egg. (laughs) And the way, like her posture with her legs out. Like a toddler. Yep, yep. Oh, it's so good. She goes, they just sit there with their stupid bottles. We see Lily sitting um, crisscross applesauce with her bottle of wine, two hands. Yeah. And they cry. You know, Marshall pulls it away. Then he gives it back. They spit up. We see Lily puke into the trash. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you know what? And that's why kids suck. And then Ted says he's glad they broke up because she's so psycho about kids. He is mad. He is very He's mad. being really ugly with her. He's being very ugly. I, I was wondering if this was like pent up stuff from their relationship and their breakup mm-hmm. because he loved her so much. And this is why that they. This is why they broke up. This is why this they is, broke up. This shit is not settled at all. And he can kind of like be passive aggressive because they're not in a relationship together. And it's not as like pointed at like, yeah. you don't want this with me. It's more like you're a psycho. But right. I love Robin's comeback because she says. That he's the psycho, because anytime someone mentions kids, he gets two little lactation stains on his shirt. Yep, yep. 
Oh, uh, and then he and he's this is really ugly. Thank God you're not a mom because any baby nursing from you would get brain freeze. He's like really, really mean. That's, That's just when it's mean. like, oh, this is like you're an, is I like, you're an ice queen, right? This is like back on Thanksgiving, Slapsgiving, excuse me, when they were fighting about the pies and it yes. got mean right yes. before they had sex. Yes. Yes. And now they're going to move in together. Great. Very, very, very good plan. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, eventually they get to McLaren's. And this is where I wrote and I wrote, I remember watching this thinking, why are they in the cab? Why didn't they just walk downstairs? Mm. And um, yeah, so they get to McLaren's. And as they're walking in, Robin makes this good point of don't paint me as some kind of freak for not for wanting to remain independent. Yeah. Which is yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Very true. Said, she just happens to be in the wrong place when she's exactly, <laughs> exactly. And she says, "There's plenty of normal people out there who don't want to have kids." And cue Barney swearing in some guys who are not dads into like his little group, and then incels. Yes. Yep. And it reminded me, like he's one of us, the one of us, one of us, one of us. Yep. Google gobble, go- well, you know that whole like mm-hmm. thing from like that old movie. I have a YouTube yep. clip of it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you from the movie Freaks. Great. Great. We go back to Marshall's office where the breakfast meeting has started and Marshall is kind of awkwardly leading this meeting because he notices Lily drunk in the background in her little (laughs) nightie on a rolling chair with a fire extinguisher rolling her backwards. I love it. Uh, It's like in WALL-E. Yeah. They have the fire extinguishers to propel them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, why didn't Marshall immediately call Ted and Robin when she showed up? But it's TV, and it's funny. It's TV, um, yeah. Yeah. So Marshall is trying to hold it in, remain professionals, but he always lets something slip out, like, whoa, or, yeah. you know, naked. it's very naked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he keeps trying to cover it up, but it's just not going well. And so once Lily dangles her bra and her nightie over the doorway, he knows he needs to leave. Yeah. And he walks out, and Mr. Lee said, did anyone else see the drunk chick? <laughs> So not so subtle. <laughs> right. Back in McLaren's, Robin confirms that Lily is not in the bathroom. She's and she's not at the bar. But Ted knows where she is because Robin's phone rang and Ted answered it, which is very like that's a very intimate thing. Like even if your mm-hmm. phone rang, I wouldn't answer it. No, no. Right? This group is. Yeah, this group. They're is. very like enmeshed and involved. And in- also he probably assumed it was about Lily would be I, my guess. True. Yeah. Um, but he's sitting there with like this smug smile on his face and he's like, yeah, well, I found something in your bag when I put your phone away. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have a permit for ma- for that. And the other thing was a gift. What do you think the other thing was? I mean, I'm guessing a vibrator. Oh, what did you think? I was gonna say weed. I feel like it was a vi- like a little tiny, like bullet vibrator, a you know? like a yeah. little teeny guy. Yeah. But like, damn, Robin, you had a lot of weird shit in your purse. A lot of weird shit. We do find out later she is the vice guy, though, at any event. So it makes sense. Makes sense. She's got to come prepared. She's a Boy Scout. (laughs) You never know when you're going to get dropped in the wilderness and have to hunt for your food. I love her. Yeah, same. I love her. Um, So Robin uh, is kind of like, whatever, where was I? Oh, never mind, sorry. So Ted then pulls out the sock, Mm -hmm. the little fishy sock. And Robin tries to play it off like it just fell there or Lily planted it because that bitch be drunk. (laughs) Yeah. But finally fesses up that it's just cute. And Ted calls her out and asks if she's warming to the idea of children. And uh, 
I felt really bad for her here because she's like, I don't know. Everything's confusing. I'm unemployed. I'm living on a couch. Like, she doesn't really yeah. know what's happening. And she's kind right. of a mess. And she's never really that much of a mess, I feel mm-hmm. like. It's great character fodder to see her like this, for sure. Yeah, she's always so put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ted realizes that it's been a really rough couple of months for the both of them. And yeah. I was wondering, like, how long has passed in between Stella and now? Right. I don't know. I don't know. If, Hard to say. Yeah. Um, and then well, Ted. Marshall and Lily seem pretty settled. So at the new place, maybe yeah. a couple months, maybe a month. Yeah. Um, and then Ted tells Robin that, you know, he has an extra bedroom. And why don't you move in? For a little bit while you look for a place. And Robin's face like brightens. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, really? Thanks, Ted. She has a couple of leads. It'll only be one or two weeks tops. And then, so that's finally we find out how Aunt Robin moved in with Ted. Right. And that was a little breadcrumb we got way back. With the goat, right? No, not with the goat. Um, well, the, there was the breadcrumb of, yeah, the goat. And then there was also another one where it cuts to a year in advance. Remember when they were um, all supposed to be moving out and they oh, all yeah, freak yeah, out? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, let's go upstairs to the apartment. So there's multiple people living upstairs. Yeah. Um, you know who makes the best decisions? Who? People who are in total existential crisis. <laughs> someone who got left at the altar and someone who... Is unemployed quit, living on a couch. Quit their international newscasting high prestige job. And now came home to nothing and also um, is maybe not completely over her ex-boyfriend. Hold on. Didn't you hear? She's a lead anchor for CNN (laughs) and has an apartment of gold overlooking Central Park. Get your head out of your ass, Marshall. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I missed that. Um, So Lily wants to go dancing. She's fucking hammered. And... Marshall finally realizes when she says that what is going to stop this. And it's what's always stopped it for Lily is her passing out in the car, which is canon because season one. okay, awesome. Lily is passed out in the middle of Ted and Marshall in the back of the cab when they're leaving the nightclub. I was I was hoping she would almost throw up in her purse again. Because that would have been really sweet. That would have been good. A cute little callback. But I still love that this this thread of Lily passing out goes through. Marshall's still in dad mode. So he's like, can you go around the block a few times to make sure she's really down? Which is exactly (laughs) what people say about kids. He's like, sure thing. Yeah. So we see this whole time Marshall is getting that that reality check that Lily got earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And Barney is still loving Not a Father's Day back at the bar. Um, but Ted is really trying to get through to him. He's like, it sucks and it's lame and it's for losers. And you're being fooled by your own rule, which is the cheerleader effect, but for dudes. And Barney looks closer at the guys and he realizes just like Ted said, none of these dudes are childless by choice, AKA incels. And (laughs) the best of course is Marshall. Oh, with the fucking receding hairline and the cape the and, the, and the fucking lollipop. Yeah. And so everyone leaves and, and Barney's kind of just alone to to think about this. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, Lily's apologizing, um, you know, for last night and how she just Wait, really freaked Barney's out. upset, but then... Oh, sock. Barney's upset, but then he finds a sock. He finds the sock. It got them all. It got them all. Got them all, right? And you would think, I mean... Barney of all people, but it mm-hmm. really fucks him up. So 
Fox him up. Fox him up bad. So the, ne- so the next morning, Lily's apologizing about freaking out and, and just talking about how, you know, she's she really thought she wasn't ready, but seeing Marshall and they just had this complete flip because now mm-hmm. Marshall's like, absolutely not. There's too much going on. Let's focus on us. Um, and they want to be ready for it. And we get another amazing line. Do you want to finish your bacon first? And Marshall's beat and his face. You are the perfect woman. I love it so much. So it. nice writing by Robia and great direction by, by Pam for sure. Mm-hmm. And then our, our last little scene after the, the credits or after the, the black is Barney singing Cats in the Cradle holding scotch and the sock and like fully crying at karaoke. So we already knew Barney had daddy issues. Me too. We already knew Barney had daddy issues and they are not resolved friends. No. So yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. It is bad. All right. What'd you think of this episode? I'm glad we're done with it. Yeah, me too. The, (laughs) The writing was great. It was just the, it wasn't, a super super strong plot but it did move us along right yeah yeah i wish that it's just not a fave it's not a fave of mine i was gonna no it's not i'm glad that um robin when ted said are you warming to the idea of having a baby i'm glad that she was still just like this was a confusing time for me i'm glad it wasn't oh yeah i think i want to have a kid i'm glad that she still stayed true to that well if she was warming on the baby thing i feel like they would get back together yeah Cause like that was what broke them up and th- right. but that's not what this is about. It's like, you don't really know who you are when you're in a situation like that. My mom always said, says she's still very much alive. Don't make big decisions when you're upset mm-hmm. because you're, but you're like, what should I do? Who am I? You know? So yeah. Don't cut your hair. Don't cut bangs. Don't move. Don't move. Don't quit your job. Right. Big things. Um, yeah. all right, let's get into these legendary moments. All right. Remember, patrons get theirs read in their entirety. Our first legendary moment comes from one of our patrons, Johnny. Johnny says, here's my ledge mo for not a Father's Day. It's when Mr. Lee asks anyone else on the drunk chick during the conference call. I love that no one sees it except for him. So classic Himyun right there. You two are amazing and do a fantastic job with this podcast. Keep it going. And thanks for sharing your love for Himyun with us. Johnny B. Now, remember, okay, so we have to read them in their entirety. We weren't just reading that to boost ourselves. That's right. And it's required. It's required. So thank you for those kind words, Johnny. I do totally leave those in even for non-patrons, though, because it's just nice to hear. It is. And I want you to hear them. So uh, next up is Rick, who's another one of our patrons. And Rick says, hi, ladies. My legendary moment for this episode is Lily's weird seductive baby dance across the hallway <laughs> as Marshall looks on in horror. It's so bizarre. It makes me laugh. Excellent. Really That good is line. a really good point, Rick. So good. The Chinese, uh, he goes on, the Chinese client catching a glimpse over the video call makes me imagine if there was a modern hymn for March 2020. Quarantine in the apartment, Marshall is in a video conference, trying to keep Lily out of view of his laptop camera as she attempts to lure him away. So perfect. Hope everyone's hanging in there and staying safe. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Our next patron, Matthew, writes, Hey, K&K, my legendary moment for not a Father's Day is simply everything Lily does. <laughs> From being reduced to saying, but suck, to her drunken foray in Marshall's office building, everything Lily does always makes me laugh. And Allison Hannigan sells it all perfect- perfectly. As always, thanks for all you do to deliver a fun and enjoyable podcast. 
Stay beautiful and awesome. Matthew G. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Next up is Susan. And Susan's legendary moment is Lily admitting she hated Robin when she first met her because my best friend and I have a similar start to our friendship. And Robin saying, get your head out of your ass, Marshall. (laughs) That's it. Just something about that line always gets me. It's a great line and they use it a few times in time. My mother to a T. Mm hmm. Our next legendary moment is from Tish, another one of our patrons. And Tish says, hey, ladies, hope you're staying safe. My legendary moment is how all out Barney goes with the merch. I just love how excited he got. <laughs> so Same. good. I love so merch. So good. Oh, next up is Bobby, who's another patron. And Bobby says, hello, ladies. My legendary moment for this episode is Robin talking about the soft spot on a baby's head and referring to it as a self-destruct button. My newest son is 11 weeks old, and I think about Robin saying that line every time I have to warn my eight-year-old to be careful with the soft spot. What happens if you do touch the soft spot? It's just, it's where they're, it's where the the bones of the skull haven't fused, Blech. right? Because the baby's skull can't be fused as you go through the birth canal. It has oh, to be able to, like, smush. Gross. So that's why it's a spot where nothing has, it's so not really. So you just would be, like, touching their brain. Basically. Woof. Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I hope you're both doing well and staying healthy. Oh, and I just she's, feel like I'm going to throw up thinking about that. Uh, yeah, for real, dude. She added pictures of her 8-year-old Gabe and 11-week-old Dax. Thanks, Bobby. They're Thank freaking you, Bobby. adorable. Adorable. Our next legendary moment is from Jeff. And Jeff says, Barney stopping mid-prayer and telling God to hang on, bro. It's such a Barney reaction. Mm. Also, my autocorrect now recognizes Legmo. Yay! Love it. We are changing the world. Uh, Next is Ben, who's another one of our patrons. Hey, ladies. I watched this episode making notes of my legendary moments, and I realized I really like this episode, so I have quite a few. Apologies in advance. That's fine. You're a patron, boo-boo. Yeah. I've just put them as a list for ease. I love a list, so thank you. Uh, Marshall and Drag. Enjoy your Ted. She's in a real good place right now. I love that line. So good. So passive aggressive. It is. And it's so not Marshall either. Like he's not usually like he's so good. Sorry. It's amazing. Um, The whole Barney scene in church. Ted's comment about lunch. Dinner is a baby. And Robin's (laughs) reaction. Robin's comments about Marshall's head. Thank you. Ted's being a dorky dad already. Wordplay five. We got a new high five that I forgot to mention. Good call, Ben. Uh, drunk Lily in general. The uh, Did anyone else see the junk, drunk chick? Little Barney in pregnancy tests, which you can get a picture of online. Um, the you are the perfect woman. And then Ben says, apologies again for the volume. I'm so glad to still have Himium and this podcast in this difficult time when I'm still having to revise for my university exams. Oof, good luck. Oh, and Ben says, as mentioned on the Patreon stream, I've been writing an iPhone app to help with binge planning and plan to write one for Android after. I love this. Once I'm done, maybe the HP fam would like to test it and keep for free. Depends on how many people want to binge in one go. Himium is about 3.5 days no sleep. And my app gave a five-day schedule, so I need to try some time. Ooh. Wait, so like bin- like planning your binge of mm-hmm. a show? That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Especially right it. now. I love it, Ben. That's amazing. We love that idea. Please keep us posted. All right. And then our last legendary moment comes from Nisha with a short eye. That's right. Thank y'all. First is drunk baby Lily. Second is a quick one. Dinner is a baby. Lily, that's <laughs> horrible. 
Gets me every time. Keep up the brilliant work, ladies. Thanks, Nisha. Also, I love Lily. That's horrible. I yes. love her reaction. So good. Um, what's your legendary moment? So I just flipped back to my notes to see. I a lot of them have been uh, mentioned. Yeah, that's get fun. your head out of your ass. Dinner is a baby. I'm yes, I'm lovable, pretty, and wise. But is it enough? But mm. I think overall, just Robin with the babies. With their no, hand out to sniff the waist. I just love That's a good I, Robin one. in general in this episode. I just loved her. She's great. It's a different side of her. We don't always get to see the messy parts. Yeah, she's hit a stride for sure. Mine is all the fathead jokes for sure. <laughs> that late August watermelon gets me. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. And we will see you, hopefully, see you yeah. uh, for Woo. On Saturday, April 11th for a live watch. We'll keep your eye out on Twitter and Instagram for the time, but it will be Saturday, April 11th. Yep. Um, Woo is a really fun one. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, and make sure to send us your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject woo so we know that it's your legendary moment for the episode and we don't miss it. And if you loved this recap, leave us an iTunes review. It helps us to find more listeners and for our HB family to grow. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All. Woo!